Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Trigger warning. The following episode contains descriptions of graphic violence and adult language. Viewer discretion is advised. I'm Danielle. I'm Max. And each Wednesday, we crack open a bottle of wine and dive into some thrills, chills, and spills. This is Innocent Till Tipsy. This doesn't fit with our theme at all today, but I... It's we, wine. It's what we have. It had. fits. Yeah, so... Okay. I mean, all right, well, let me do? tell you about it. Tell me. Bootleg. Okay. $25. Okay. <laughs> Even. Okay, so let me pour you a glass, and then we'll taste it. You can tell me what you taste. Okay. Here, wait. Let me get you first, girl. Okay, so... I really like this, and I really like the last one too. In the last episode we did, we're like treating ourselves. To I know. These really great. We're moving up in the wine. world. Twenty five dollars. Yeah. Um. I I like this too. It's got a little. Like, well, we're gonna use wine words, so it's a little more full bodied than the other ones. Wow. Wow. She goes to Napa. <laughs> I know. I know everything about wine. Um. Okay. So tell me what you taste. Besides grapes. Grapes fermented. Um. I'm gonna be so off. A little hint of a, a chocolate and like some cherry, maybe. Are you just throwing those out there? No, I'm, I mean, no, I, yeah, yeah. wine is whatever you taste, I guess, is what people say. But um, no, no, like everyone's palate's different. Oh, okay. People say, according to my research, oh, that you just did. Yes. Um, berries, dark berries, cocoa. I'm sure it pa- pairs well with red meat because <laughs> it's a cab. Caps. Um, so just like all cabs. Yeah. Okay. No, it's um, blackberry. Black black fruit. I don't know what other black fruit is besides blackberries. Yeah, but um, an espresso. So again, it must be oh. a toasty barrel because it's. Well, to me, like to be fair, and I don't know if this is correct or not, but to me, espresso always tastes like chocolate. Yeah, I actually, tannins. Yeah, all the tannins. I actually recently bought an espresso machine. What really? Can yeah. Well, yeah. What do you make? Um, like Nespresso, like it's Nespresso, not Espresso. (laughs) Yeah. So I mean, like I make the pod, put it in and I press start. Yeah. I love it. It's better than like Keurig because I didn't, I don't know. I had Keurig growing up and I mean, obviously it's a different kind of coffee, you know, that you're making. But if you like full bodied wines, it's because of the tannins. You like bold espressos. Yeah. I want my mouth to just die when I like take it all in. Yeah. I, I do like espresso all things like that yeah yeah so after we launched our show i felt like we really picked on teen boys um a little bit right yeah we covered a lot of them we did yeah and like a shortest amount of time and kind of compared a few um kind of just wondering why teen boys kill and as we all know for all our guys gals and non-binary pals we all are evil (laughs) so (laughs) we all have that you know, ability to yeah. be horrible to yeah. each other. So I definitely don't want it to seem like I was like, teenage boys, what's oh, up with no. that? Um, but I will say in looking into these murders, because we talked about Rena last week, right? Mm-hmm. 
It has been interesting to me the different motives between boys and girls and why they kill, especially as teenagers. Because, like, well, when you think about it, like, what were you, what was, like, most important to you as a teen? I mean, as a girl teen, it's fitting in, it's finding friends, it's being accepted. Um, Yeah, like, all things social. Exactly, right? So, like, and that's kind of what the difference is. Because where we were looking at, and, of course, I'm just saying this for the collection of stories I've looked at. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I haven't... (laughs) not a like psychologist or anything. I haven't done a study or anything, but in the cases that I've personally looked at, it seems like the teen boys, they're more sexually motivated crimes. Mm -hmm. And then you look at teen girls and it's more friendship based, jealousy based kind of thing. For sure. Mm -hmm. So that's like super crazy to me that the motives can be so different. Um, And I felt like this was kind of in the same vein as Rena's murder, but also kind of not. So when we looked at Rena's murder, um, I feel like it's easy, especially in our society. We kind of can just dismiss people who have gotten in with the wrong crowd. You just sure you're like, well, they're a bad kid. And like, no. Yeah. And and no, that's not obviously that is not the reason Rena was murdered. But I feel like some people might be like, well, my kid, that would never happen to my kid because my kid's not trying to associate with gangs or my kid's not trying to, you know, get involved with those kinds of. Oh, the oh, my kid would never. My kid would never. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's kind of what's so scary about the case we're going to be looking at today with Skylar and niece is that these girls seem to come from really great backgrounds and didn't really want they didn't want to be like you know into gangs hard yeah Yeah. they weren't violent like people at all um and i think that's kind of what's so chilling about this case is you really think that like anyone can kind of you know betray you right Mm -hmm. um now i know i was just talking to max about this and you said you you weren't familiar but you might be like as we go on because this case was super big in 2012 okay when it happened yeah um so there was like a lot of like it was scandalous, I guess. So the media kind of like went with it. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I know about the case, but I don't know the details. And like, yeah, there's going to yeah. be a lot of like, aha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll just kind of like go through it. Um, she was 16 and years just old. Just so everyone yeah. knows, I intentionally try to stay where I'm at with not without Googling. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin it. Your storytelling, yeah. So you try to intentional, have like a, yeah. Like I know I'm you want to have a genuine reaction. Yes, to like things. I want to. Yeah. I want you to tell me, yeah, like about it. So. Yeah, for sure. So Skylar Nice was born February tenth, nineteen ninety six, and so weird to me. She's very close in age to my brother. Yeah, so like that sounds so young. Yeah, her mother Mary was an administrative assistant, and her father Dave worked as a product assembler at Walmart. Um, so they were, you know, middle-class middle family. Class, yeah. yeah. Working. Yep. Um, they lived near star city, West Virginia, which is described as literally a one stoplight town. Like it literally cool. has one light. Yeah. You have those around <laughs> very small area, but it was near Morgantown, West Virginia, which is where, um, West Virginia, uh, university is. Okay. So, you know, near, near a university Some town. activity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Skylar was described as a bubbly, compassionate and loving social girl. Okay. Skylar met her best friend, Sheila Eddy, when both girls were in second grade. Both girls were only children. So super easy to click. They needed companionship. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they were fast friends. Um, They started hanging out all the time. And they became, um, Sheila became like a second daughter to the nieces. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, it's hard to know after an event like this happens, what's true and kind of what's slander, Mm -hmm. what the community has kind of been like. It, especially 
the like girls, a small community, the girls yeah. that committed this crime too, they are hated. Um, oh, yeah. You can see it all over the internet. There's even like websites that are just dedicated to just ripping them apart, even to this day, like making sure they stay in prison. They're wow. really, yeah. So it's hard to kind of know what was just like, what was actual opinions before the murder and what came of everything afterwards. But it was said before the murder that Sheila was one of those girls that the boys liked more than the girls do. You know, those mm-hmm, kinds of girls mm-hmm. where we're all jealous of that girl mm-hmm. and all the guys want to be with that girl. I think yeah. we all had one in our middle mm-hmm. school. For sure. It's middle school. Yeah. Both Skylar and Sheila would end up going to high school together at University High School. What? Isn't that's that a weird that's name? That. I know. I was like, University High means university Ooh. huh that's such a weird okay. yeah okay Maybe there's a reason yeah so at that high school they met rachel Schof, a fiery redhead with a talent for acting and singing she was that girl in high school oh, that I got know. Yes. all the first lead you know yes. the story do you or bits and pieces yes yes yeah i knew this would happen yeah. <laughs> as you're listening along you're like wait this you're sounds like, nope, so exactly. familiar do you know this yeah yeah um so she was that girl she got the lead in all the school plays and we all knew that girl in high uh-huh. school too uh-huh. they're all weird when you get to college yep. <laughs> <laughs> you're like wow <laughs> you were that girl huh? yeah. um but all the girls had very active social lives and they were so inseparable that people started calling them the three musketeers you never saw just one of them without the other Uh, two in tow they're their own little clique definitely so as teenagers do they started smoking drinking sneaking out getting into trouble i feel like that's all kind of like normal behaviors to a point yeah um and they would document all of this on social media because remember we're in the early 2010s you got to throw everything up on your, what would be MySpace? No. So MySpace had just ended. I actually so looked Facebook, that up. So, so we are now in the beginning era of Facebook and Twitter. Isn't that yeah, funny to think so of? that's so crazy. That's just a decade ago. That is wild. It feels like Facebook has been a part of our lives forever. Meta. Yeah. <laughs> meta. meta now. Yes. <laughs> um, and it had just started taking off. So Twitter would end up being a huge part of this case because the girls documented literally all of their feelings everything which is so nuts that like in this instance well we've covered other crimes where there people are like snapchatting from the back of a cop car like like why i know what are you doing one don't put your whole life on social media just don't do no, it. don't do that yeah <laughs> as i'm like saying that to you he's like on tiktok uh, no, okay but i mean like you're not committing crimes um, i go to the theme parks a lot too <laughs> which is fun like i get it share it with friends but like no crime when kids are putting like criminal behavior oh, yeah. or like even when they're like putting up school fights and stuff like that's criminal <laughs> like don't do this i know well even when we look back at like what the aiden fucci and um the tristan bailey case it was like these random strangers trying to get street cred and clout yeah. from sharing things and it was like why number one why, why would you do that but number two you're probably gonna get some charges laid against you now because you are Listen interfering with an, with an, an investigation, investigation. Don't do yeah it. absolutely crazy um Apparently, during this time as well, um, and again, maybe this is just slander after the fact, but a lot of parents and friends outside of the group, the friend group circle between Sheila, Rachel, and Skylar, started to notice that Sheila was kind of the bad seed in the group. Mm -hmm. She really was like, kind of would egg the girls on, you know, was the bad influence, I guess you could say. Um, And I remember, I don't know if you were ever told this, but my mother warned me before I got into middle school and high school, like, three is kind of a crowd when it comes to girls because someone well in girls groups typically like someone's best friends and someone's out like on three it's an odd number so yeah. you're like what she's coming over or you know like there's always like someone's trying to be besties and then someone's out 
Yeah. And I feel like that just naturally happens too, especially when you have an odd number in the group, there's always going to be people that kind of just click naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was what was kind of happening between um, Sheila and Rachel. They had kind of started to click more than Skylar clicked with any of them. Skylar often feeling completely left out of the group. And you know, us girls were definitely kind of evil sometimes. Um, so Rachel and Sheila would do things like dress identical to each other, show up to school and oh, and leave Skylar out. Yeah. So Skylar would show up and be like, Oh, I wasn't in on the memo. Thanks. They had new friends. I hate middle school. I, I hated, hated it so school. much. Like yeah. all that crap is sucks. Yeah. So that really blows. Um, and they would also do things like hang out together, just Rachel and Sheila. And then they would post on social media that they were hanging out together. Mm-hmm. And of course, Skylar saw that. And Skylar would even post things on Twitter of like, wow, it's great to have like friends like you, you know, yeah. like, and it was really sad. You could notice, you can still look at Skylar's um, Twitter. It's, it's still, still out there. Up. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And it was honestly quite sad because you can see she is the odd girl out from her tweets and even some of the photos too. But the girls would be like Rachel and Sheila would be like this. And then Skylar was always kind of like off to On the, the side. side. Yeah. That stinks. And like, that I suck. I get like, if you're already friends with these girls, cause like since second grade. Yeah. But I don't know, like, just find new friends or find a hobby. Like you don't have to put up with your shitty friends. No. And I, I, but I tell you, I was that girl. I resonated. It happens for sure. Oh, yeah. I resonated a lot with Skylar too. Cause believe it or not. So at this point in time, Sheila and Rachel are sexually active. Skylar's not. And I was that girl in high school. And I was always the weirdo that everyone was like, Oh my God, it's innocent, stupid Danielle here again. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we've got to like censor ourselves because she's Christian too. So here we go. You know, <laughs> you don't want to be judged by her. before. Yes. For sure. yeah. yeah. So poor Skylar, that's kind of where she's at. And um, one night in the summer, all of the girls are having a sleepover like usual. Okay. Um, and then Rachel and Sheila started having sex, they'd all been drinking. But Skylar was in the room. Super awkward. That's weird. Yeah. I would be so uncomfortable. More than uncomfortable. I'd be. I'd be mad. Yeah. I'd be like, like, can you like. Can you not? Yeah. So I guess this started obviously a huge fight between Sheila and Skylar. They were like screaming by the end of the evening. And this is where the riff really like got in with the girls. And you can just see like things were being posted on Twitter. Like. I think Skylar even wrote like, but it was like, if I could, I could tell the whole school, you know, what um, certain people have been up to and like, you'd be totally shocked kind of thing. Oh, right. Geez. Yeah. So like kind um, of vague booking, vague booking. Yeah. And a lot of people assume that was about that in- instance. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, Rachel was also um, super religious going to cat. Well, she had been going to Catholic school before she transferred to university high. Right. Okay. And her, she had a long-term boyfriend too. Oh, that that would have also ruined that. Yeah. So I think there was like some nervousness about that. Um, So it it was extremely uncomfy for everyone, even though everyone, of course, is LGBTQ allies, you know, Mm -hmm. but I mean, you don't want anyone having sex with you in the room. I mean, unless you're consensually okay with that, but (laughs) (laughs) Skylar was not, it feels almost like assault, honestly. Um, So as early as October, um, the fall um, after this incident, and bef- before the summer of when um, everything would happen, um, a teacher overheard both Sheila and Rachel discussing how to get rid of a body. What? 
I know. Oh, teachers hear some weird shit. I know. The teacher at the time didn't think anything strange it. about it. Well, because, get this, there had been a decomposing body found in the area. Okay, I so guess that's kind probably of like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. kids are talking about that. But to that point, um, apparently someone told Skylar that the girls were thinking about getting rid of her, quote unquote. And she just shrugged it off because they would play this game um, where they would ask. There's even videos of it. Like, how would you rather die? I remember playing would you rather, but I don't remember it being that morbid. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember playing how would you rather die? No. So, yeah. So she just kind of thought like it was part of that game. That was what she told them and kind of shrugged it off. And yeah, I mean, you wouldn't think that your friends were going to kill you. Um, No. I'm realizing from all these like teens that maybe we were like pretty innocent growing up. I'm like, I didn't do that. I didn't talk about hiding bodies or lighting people's hair on fire or like none of this. I know. um, Nope. I know. Just went about my normal schoolwork and normal activities and went to bed and woke up and did it again. Like, I know. I do remember like crying over like friendships like this. Yeah. Like having friends, but not like the morbidity of this whole, I don't know. Um, so, but as the school year progressed and the fighting became more intense, the girls started actively planning how they were going to get rid of Skylar. So, in the early morning hours of Saturday, July 6, 2012, Skylar niece disappeared. It had been a Friday night and her mother and father had gone to work early the next day. So, they didn't know their daughter was missing at all at this point. Dave niece returned home in the afternoon. It was the summer. It's just probably like sleeping late, you know, yeah. teens normally. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't have woken her up. It was a no, Saturday as well. So, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. They they would have just like gone, you know, to work. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave came home and he was going to have lunch at home and then he was going to leave the car for Skylar that afternoon. As he came in, he noticed that Skylar's door was locked when he went to go, you know, Check. talk to her. Yeah. 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 Um, he knocks on the door. There's no sound from inside of her room. It's like, that's weird. So he goes out onto their little porch area and he sees Skylar's window screen has popped out and there's a stool beside the window. Oh, she, 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 she snuck, snuck out. out. So mm-hmm. this was not an uncommon occurrence. The girls used to go for joy rides all the time, sneaking out and everything. So, But what was weird was that she wasn't home yet. Well, yeah, she's missing. The afternoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So where is she? So he calls his wife, you know, pretty freaked out that she's not there yet and is like, what do I do? And Mary is like, don't worry. She's probably out with those friends. Give them a call. Calls Sheila, calls um, Rachel. She's around. Yeah. Both girls have no idea where Skylar could possibly be. So, yeah. Best friends. Yeah. Right. Dave calls back to Mary and he's like, the girls don't know where she is. Like I'm, he's starting to like really freak out. And Mary's like, calm down. She has a shift at Wendy's at that point in time. She was working at the fast food mm-hmm. Wendy's. Right. Um, and she was never late for that. She loved work. She's never late for it. And I mean, all the power to her. I worked in fast food at one point and I could never, um, <laughs> <laughs> but she was never late for work. She had a shift at four. They're like, we'll just wait and see if she shows up for her shift. Right. She should. Um, Wendy's calls them and says, where is Skylar? Oh no. So Mary yep. is freaking out at this point. Just totally, you know, terrified. She calls Sheila back and she's like, yo, where is she? Like, you have to know something, right? right. Sheila insists she doesn't. Mary hangs up just a few minutes later. Sheila calls back and says, I do have to tell you something. So she's got to come clean. Mm-hmm. The girls did sneak out the night before. 
However, Sheila had made sure to bring Skylar back before midnight and they'd actually dropped her off at the end of the street because at Skylar's insistence mm-hmm. because Skylar didn't want her parents alerted to the fact that she'd snuck like out. A car pulling up. Yeah, exactly. Front. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Mary's like, okay, she's, she's gone, you know, so calls police immediately. Police show up, they search the neighborhood and I'm pretty sure I, I look at so many sources for mm-hmm. this and I'm pretty sure I'm remembering a documentary that I watched where they said that Sheila was along for this initial search. I don't want to say a hundred percent, but I believe she was along with as she'd come over and helped Mary and the police go door to door looking for Skylar. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's when Mary realizes she's like, Oh, our land people, like our landlord, they've got security cameras like outside. Cause were they in an apartment? They were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen that security footage and you're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like someone's got to know. Yeah. So they get, they get that security footage. It's super blurry, but you can see it about, I believe it was 12 o'clock, 1230. You can see Skylar sneaking out of the house so not coming back from sneaking out of the house right but sneaking out of the house yeah Yeah. and you see her get in a car and and the car pulls away can't see any license plate or anything like that it's just like a car yeah Mm -hmm. you see a person yes so at that point in time the police dropped the entire search for Skylar niece because she has willingly gotten into a vehicle so she is no longer worthy of an amber alert anything else she's now i know missing she's listed as a runaway she's only 16 years old and she's listed as a runaway So Mary is like floored by this. And the nieces at this point, they are left with it's the responsibilities on them. They have to find their daughter. All they've got is missing posters. Like how absolutely horrifying. Um, They, when they would call the chief of police, he would assure them that she was a runaway and she'd be back home soon. This happened for two months, two months, two months. They're like, I, that's just so sad because she's still a child mm-hmm. like, and she's missing. Mm-hmm. And I get why we can't use police resources to like chase down every like person that actually runs away. Like, Oh yeah. Like I get why they have these, but two months like this. And this is not like, like she hadn't run away before. Like there's, no. there's no other reason why she would be gone. I know. <laughs> I know. It's absolutely terrifying that you're, you'd be with, without help. Totally. Um, so the nieces remained adamant that their daughter would not have run away. She loved her life. She loved her friends, her school, her job. Not only that, but everything she could have wanted or needed to take with her if she had run away was still at the house. Yeah. Her toothbrush, her phone charger, and most importantly, her goodie, which is what she called her mother's silk nightgown. Oh. That was her little, like, security blankie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it got to the point that Mary went into the station and refused to leave. The chief told her that Skylar would remain a runaway until they had any other information that could prove otherwise and basically to get out of his office. That's horrible. Yeah. And yeah, like good for her for just going in there, like staking it out. Yeah. So she did leave though. And she went over their head. She went to the state police. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to find her daughter. Yeah. And they said they'd never even heard of Skylar niece and they hadn't been asked to help at all in this. Well, I guess good for her for going around them. Like, yeah. that's why. And they got the FBI involved. So good. What's crazy to me, though, is when the FBI got involved, of course, they tried to get all of Skylar's phone records, iPad stuff, like everything, right? And Apple, I don't know if you remembered this at the time, because like I was talking to my mom about this case, and this was how she remembered the case, because the company Apple, they refused to give over Skylar's information to the FBI, Really? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Had to do with like Back privacy day, and yeah. everything. But I guess like too, if you hadn't done anything wrong or if you weren't missing, you wouldn't want the government to have your information. Sure. You wouldn't but just still. be like, 
Yeah. It's like she's missing. She's Maybe missing. we could find location or, or something. I can't believe they couldn't subpoena it. I know. Like, no, you have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was actually, a missing like, girl. She's kind of missing. So, so yeah. To us. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so when the school year started back up, Skylar was still missing, but the girls went back to school. Life seemed to go on for them. Rachel, of course, got the lead in the new school play. Gross. Naturally. Um, and she, yeah, good for her. Uh, Sheila spent her time trying to comfort the nieces in any way she could. She'd even go over to their house and sit on their bed and cry with them. Yeah. She like go sit in Skylar's room. Yeah. Yeah. Super creepy. And like sob and yeah. And posting all the time on Twitter about how, how much she missed she her missed? friend. Yep. She wanted to do anything she could to help, it seemed. Meanwhile, Rachel wanted absolutely nothing to do with anything concerning the nieces or Skylar. Oh, she was such a great friend. Mm-hmm. And, like, such a total red flag. One of them well, was like, like both overtly of them, like, overly helpful. dramatic. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, initially to the FBI, uh, Sheila seemed wrong just right off the bat to investigators, inserting herself into every aspect of the case. Um, they said that it was just weird that she always wanted to be a part of everything and was constantly... The perpetrators, like, always, are, like, not always, but, like, in a lot of these cases, and especially with teens, they're, like, outing themselves because they're like, well, how's the case? Yeah. How's it going? Yeah. Any new leads? And like, wanting to, like, always help? help and, yeah. yeah, and go out and, like, whatever. So, but at this time, police are like, oh, Skylar must have OD'd. Like, this is what they're thinking. They're thinking the girls went out like usual. They went out to party. Skylar OD'd, accidentally died, and the girls hit her body. This hap- happens not a lot, but, like... They didn't want to get in trouble and all get caught or something. Yeah, sure. So, this is what investigators are thinking. They're like, okay, the girls know, you know, where she is. Yeah. They're just not, you know, telling us because it was this terrible accident that happened. They questioned the girls so much that Dave niece, Skylar's dad ended up going into them and telling them to fuck off. Basically. He was just like, leave the girls alone. You know, they haven't, they, they are going to everything. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. They're missing their friend. Like crazy. Um, but the girls stories of what happened to Skylar that night when she went missing were completely identical, which was the first red flag. Yeah. Cause that, that's like rehearsed. Yeah. They said they picked Skylar up. They gone Joe joy riding, you know, smoked pot, you know, went into the woods, whatever. And then, and then brought her home. Right. Like usual, that was what they normally did. Um, and that has, that never changed until <laughs> so was it supposedly like just those three. Yes. Okay. Supposedly just the three of them that were out joy riding. Yeah. Um, and it was never changing, which was like such another red flag to investigators. Um, but holes started appearing in their story because their cell phones started pinging near Blackstone, which is 45 minutes away, not Star City, which is where they said they had been cruising. Not to mention they had been texting Skylar, actually, during the time that they were supposed to have had her in the car. That they were with her? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how you why you were texting someone in your car unless you like didn't want them to hear your conversation or whatever. But it doesn't make any sense. Um, when asked about the story, they like asked about this, they changed their story and they were like, Oh, right. We forgot. Skylar was, wasn't with us in Blackstone. We like totally spaced that. But then that kind of puts them in the vicinity of the scene of the crime of when Skylar went missing. Right. Right. They're like, you would be last seen with Skylar. We saw you on security. Like she came out to the car. Well, I don't know if at that point in time they pinpointed that it was Sheila's car. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Sheila voluntarily took a polygraph test. I think she thought she could like beat it. Yeah. She failed miserably. Miserably. Yeah. 
Um, Rachel also agreed to take one, but get this. She got so scared on her drive going to the police station, she got out of a moving vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) She just bails, does the roll, does the roll away. Nope. She's like, oh shit, I'm going to fail and just pieces out. out of the car. You imagine her dad was driving her. Can you imagine you're driving and your kid just fucking eats out of the car? I know. You're like, uh, red flag. Like, oh, I'd be like, so you killed her. Or like, come uh, on, like, tell us we what. We don't even have to do the polygraph. Yeah. Now. You're like bailing out of moving people. As a father, I feel like, well, I would be a mother, but as a, <laughs> as a father, I feel like I would like pull her into the station and be like, she knows something. So like, something. let's. Just like figure it out, but I don't know. Um, of course, you could still be thinking maybe she's like super grieving her friend, and this was just like all nerves. But oh my god! Um, so police now had the evidence of the inconsistency, inconsistency of the phone records, right? So they arm themselves with this and go over to the nieces to unfortunately let the nieces know that like and yeah, something's up. Yeah, and they didn't tell anyone else they were doing this. They just went over to let the nieces know that like the girls are not telling the truth a hundred percent. Um, nieces are completely devastated obviously that especially sheila who they considered to be a second daughter was withholding information um about their daughter oh yeah and she was missing um so things really start to amp up kind of about this um around december i believe it was on december 16th 2012 Mary niece, it was like before Christmas. Christmas is looming, you know. They still don't know where Skylar is. And she wrote a Bible on her Facebook. Um, but basically the gist of it was what they knew had happened to Skylar that night that she went missing, that the girls had been lying. That was kind of how she ended it was like she just to put some pressure on them. Yeah. And yeah. so now this whole town, you know, is aware. Yeah. Um, these girls, the whole world is aware it's on global, you know, Facebook. Yep. And of course this is being a There's heavily coverage. Yeah. Oh, lots heavily of media. watch case. Yeah. yeah. So, um, at this point in time, the internet kind of goes bonkers. So lots of fake accounts start to be made on Twitter, putting pressure on the girls, asking them where Skylar is calling them pretty little liars because pretty little liars mm, yeah. was the show the back then. Yeah. Um, just really kind of calling them out, asking them to tell the nieces where their daughters were and unfortunately where her daughter was. And unfortunately at that point in time, that Christmas Skylar still wouldn't be found and the nieces didn't celebrate at all. Oh, just like heartbreaking. So horrible. I know. Yeah. To be so sad. And yeah. And it's your only child too. I'm not saying that another child would make things like any better, but you'd at least have a, like some, some kind of comfort. Just so you know? sad. Cause I know like I've, I don't know if it's reenactments or interviews or whatever, but like, yeah. Cause they're in an apart. They stay in that apartment. They mm-hmm. have her room still there. Like what do they do? Just like close the door. I know her mom would go and sit in there with Sheila. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, no sad. So sad. Um, to that point of like what a heartbreaking Christmas that would be. It would be also devastating to think that the two girls that you trusted the most with your daughter. They were supposed totally, to be her friends. They were supposed to be her friends. So Rachel had become increasingly distraught since Skylar had gone missing. Um, according to many, it wasn't odd for her to have emotional and sometimes violent outbursts, even before Skylar went missing. And things really like starting to amp up, especially after Mary's posts everything um so um to that point her parents had been divorced for 10 years but because these outbursts were becoming more frequent um rachel's father decided to move back in with her mother Mm -hmm. um only thing is they didn't tell rachel this 
which I feel would be kind didn't of Rachel noticed that her dad was in around. Well, that they didn't tell before he we'll get to that date when he's oh, okay. like moving in and everything okay. after Christmas. But um what's crazy is the reasoning behind this was um I guess Rachel and Sheila were obviously obsessed with each other at this point in time. Um Rachel's father lived close to Sheila. So I think they were trying to like kind of cut that tie for Rachel. Gotcha. You know? To like bring him back. Yep. Yeah. So Rachel on the 28th of December gets out of the car. And like, that makes sense. Cause I never understood why she freaked out as badly as she did. But on December 28th, she gets out of the car when they pull into the driveway, she flees. She starts running down the street and screaming bloody murder about how her parents are ruining her life. Oh, it's bad. And she's like violent. Like she's screaming. She's violent. Full I, on temper tantrum. Yeah. Oh, and I don't know. And for her six, 17, 16, 17. I mean, she's bailed out of a moving car. Uh, so like, she's, she's kind like of done it again. Here. She's just she's like, like yeah. I'm out. Um, so yeah, she's like screaming, running down the road. I don't know how, but her parents managed to not only get her in the house, but lock her in her own bedroom. Really? And she's just freaking. And you can hear just screaming bloody murder and banging on the door of her room and her mother being like, no, I need 911 like here now yeah, to come help. Yeah. Like for my daughter. Control. Yep. Yes. So she's taken into custody um, and then she is moved into Chestnut Ridge Psychiatric Hospital for oh, a stay. Yeah. yeah. She had like a total psychotic break right. there. Um, what was interesting was unbeknownst to her parents at the time of her total freak out and lost touch with reality. She'd been live streaming the entire event to Sheila. What? Oh yeah. Over um, like, what is it called? The FaceTime or whatever. Yeah, yeah. She'd had Sheila on the phone the entire time. The FaceTime. Yeah. The FaceTime. <laughs> but isn't that crazy to think that like, that's psychotic. That gave me chills when I found that out. I was oh, like, Oh yeah. And what the heck was Sheila thinking about all that? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like she is like kind of like psychotic too. So I feel of like course. she was probably thinking it was like such a big power. But wouldn't, no, I mean like, wouldn't you think like, holy crap, she's going to like, she's breaking down. Like she's going to say something. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Like when you, if you're sure. Sheila, you're like, uh, get it together, Rachel. Yeah. Like, let's go game face. Yeah. Well, to that point, while after her short stint at the Chestnut Ridge psychiatric hospital, her and her lawyer and her parents soon had a meeting with the police where Rachel told. Yeah. Them everything. Because she's, yeah, exactly. That's what she had a break. Yeah. So I guess it was too much for her. Um, police were still believing at this point that it was a cover up, you know, for like sure. an OD or something like that. And it was absolutely chilling to them when Rachel whispered and said, we stabbed her. Yeah. Like that's because who would have thought they were? Yeah, exactly. You're trying to give them the benefit of the doubt of like, just tell us what happened. Yeah. And then she fully implicates that she, they did this. Yeah. 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 Um, And they'd been planning it for months too, like months. Um, She led them to the area where Skylar's body would eventually be found. However, unfortunately there was, like so much snow, they couldn't pinpoint where Skylar was. They had to come back, and on January 16th, 2013, six months after they killed Skylar, police found Skylar's body. And it was under three miles away. She was under three miles away from where Sheila Eddie's family um, property was. Mm-hmm. And she'd been stabbed over 50 times. That's so violent. So violent. So Sheila was driving the car that picked Skylar up at midnight that night, that summer night, um, went under totally normal pretext. Like they always do. They were going out to, for a joy ride and to smoke as they got to their smoking spot. Skylar realized that she'd left her lighter in the car as she went to turn around. She heard her friends count to three and then proceeded to stab her in the back 
Mm-hmm. They had it like all planned and orchestrated, and yeah, it's horrible. It is horrible. Um, one of the girls, it's unclear as to which one, would later be reported to have said, after 50 times, I just stopped counting. Rachel also saying that Skylar's neck was making weird noises, so they continued to stab her there until it stopped. It was so bad. Yeah. Her friends burying her under leaves when they realized that the ground was too frozen for the shovel that they had brought with them to penetrate. So they just put a bunch of debris over her body. It's so awful and so disrespectful and just threw like, her away like garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Like she so wasn't sad. a person like, yep. and then ignored it. You know, I mean, besides Rachel who had that break. And I think that's where a lot of people give a lot of sympathy to Rachel. And I'm like, fuck that. No, she was carrying yeah. a horrible secret that she yeah, yeah no. murdered her friend. Mm-mm. They had an entire serial killer kit with them as well. You know, like bleach gloves, mm-hmm. all that fun stuff with them. The murder weapons, which were kitchen knives, were never found. Many believe they were at the bottom of Cheat Lake because the day after the killing, Rachel went boating on a boating trip with her mother and her mother's friends um, on Cheat Lake, and it's believed that she dumped them there. Of course, this was before she went off to church camp. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I know. Um, which she said, that's how she explained the timing of the murder when they asked why they'd done it that week. She was like, well, I had to get this done before I went off to church camp. Just to check it off her list? Like, the hell? I know. So, um, what's interesting to me about this confession was the girls wouldn't be arrested until about five months later. They just didn't have enough. Like, she led them to where the body was. Why would they not have enough to press charges? Or, yeah. This has heated, and this actually has the internet heated. I found so many of these hate sites against Sheila and against um, Rachel that were pissed that the girls didn't get arrested for so long. I never knew this about this case, that it was, like, so long until they got arrested. Because, God, authorities have... The authorities would claim they did this because they wanted to get more on Sheila. But my God, you've got a body. You've got video surveillance footage. You've got yeah, Sheila's involved. She's yeah. You've got inconsistencies in the stories because you've got the cell phone fucking records. It's not like you have. Oh, they, they mix up. You have no, cell phone together. records yep. proving this. You've got a fucking confession and someone led you to a body and the body. Is it just be- maybe because like Sheila could have just been in charge like as an accessory not like as actual like the murderer i don't know man because i feel like a lot of people get re- arrested and then like dna evidence is found later and dna evidence would be found later in sheila's car but like i guess they wanted to let them go to prom because they'd had like a really no. stressful year not you know I trying know. to cover up their friend's murder no like what the fuck like it makes me so mad and people were so mad they got to go to prom and the entire community at that point in time knows that they've done this because the murderers oh yeah Yeah. well they announced the police announced to the public in march of that year that that was skylar niece's body everybody at that point knows that these girls have killed Mm -hmm. her yeah absolute crazy twitter was an absolute firestorm and sheila would tweet just a month before um she would end up arrested we really did go on three so that's definitely in recommendation, like in like that's definitely like about the murder, right? The one, two, three. We really did go on three. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. On March thirteenth, when the authorities did finally announce that the human remains that had been found on in January of that year um, were um, Skylar niece, Sheila Eddy would treat tweet out "Worst day of my life," which we now know has double meanings. Yep. Um, and then she'd also tweet out this. 
uh, memorial to her, the rest easy, Skylar. You'll always be my best friend. I miss you more than you could ever know. Yeah, gross. Yeah. You're not allowed to say that. No. She's not your friend. No. And after this, the nieces are well aware that these girls had something, if not everything, to do with their daughter's disappearance. You know, they didn't know what Rachel had told authorities. And how old were they again? They were, I believe, Rachel at this point was 17 or 18 because she wasn't ever, she was going to be tried as an adult. That was never up for debate. But Sheila was underage because initially they didn't report Sheila's name. Okay. The media did. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but then they ended up, um, reporting it after she would be tried as an adult. It was announced that okay, she was going to be tried as, a, uh, as an adult. And then like to that point, I wonder how Rachel stayed quiet that entire time about confessing. Like she was still police, hanging you know? out with Sheila. Well, that's the thing. So after she got out of um, the hospital and after her confession, she went home and police did wire her up. I'm not sure how they thought a girl that had just had a psychotic break was going to be the like, nail in the coffin yeah, on how this they're case. Get that one into evidence but there's a lot of police work here where i'm like uh, <laughs> uh you're the professionals i guess this is why think? i never went I into it I, <laughs> I guess but yeah so they wired her up she hangs out with sheila gets absolutely nothing on her they did take a good selfie together but like that's all they've got from that Anyways, yeah, but shortly after that, her and Rachel kind of like stopped hanging out a bit. So I don't know if she did tell her. And I guess at that point she's a child, so she's not exactly going to run away. But it's like, I feel like you just know you have only a matter of time before they get you, even though it's like at least it's almost a half a year. Even though they let him like, yeah, let him walk free for a while. I don't get it. Um, search warrants were issued to both of the girls' houses. Finally, they had that DNA. They found Skylar's blood in Sheila's car. So that was when they were able to arrest them in May of 2013. My favorite part of this was Sheila was at the Cracker Barrel when they arrested her. What? I know. She was having dinner with her mom. Can you imagine? That's your last free meal, like as a free person. A hot meal? <laughs> on the, the Cracker, cracker Barrel. barrel. <laughs> as police load her into the car, she asked her mom, is it going to be okay? And they're going to say, can I have some apple pie? Like, what? Like, is it going to be okay? No, you okay? murdered your friend. Not, no. What did her mom say? Her mom said, I don't know. I don't know. Nope. Not going to be not okay. Gonna be okay. Oh, my God. Um, so, motive with the girls. Lots of debate online with why the girls did what they did. Um, lots of theories. So it's hard to know, you know, I mean, obviously there's no good reason for murdering your friend. Yeah. Like, but well, what's wrong with the, you? Yeah. Yeah. What, what was your idea of why you, you did this? Here? Yeah. yeah. So the widely accepted motive in this case was a lesbian love affair theory because of what had happened between the girls, um, in the summer of 2012, I believe 2012, 2011, um, that Sheila and Rachel were totally obsessed with each other. But they were afraid to be found out because of Rachel's um, background in the faith, which doesn't make sense to me because Rachel, like her mom seems super chill. Like they were just before she was captured, they were out drinking and smoking pot together. So I don't think she'd be really concerned that she was gay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. And to that point, like a lot of people will say they don't understand why this would have been a problem for the girls because yeah, Skylar was like an LGBTQ plus ally. So this wasn't really what they thought they were going to, she was going to out the girls for, but who knows? 
Um, but many believe maybe just because like teen drama. Yeah, like it would be dramatic to be yeah. like, oh yeah, they have this thing. Yeah, she has a boyfriend. She's Christian. Yeah. And uh, like the, the boyfriend was like another thing where it was like, they felt like Sheila or Rachel would have been super easy to manipulate into this by Sheila. But that's the thing. They seem to be taking like the blame off of she uh, off of, of Rachel. Rachel. No, she made this decision. Yeah. Along with Sheila, it might've been Sheila's like initial thing. Because idea or something. Idea, but- yeah. Cause it was reported that at first when um, Sheila started talking about killing Skylar, Rachel thought she was joking. I would too. I mean, God, we've all said, oh, I want to, I want to just kill them. Like, like you as know. an expression. Sure. Well, yeah. But not like seriously. Not like, and then you're like, and I have a shovel in the trunk and yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Plotting it. <laughs> I actually have the bleach and the shovel like, and the uh, knives. Yeah. No. Um, get out of that car. <laughs> well, get out of that moving vehicle. Run. Yeah. And like, it's like this idea of like Sheila corrupting Rachel as well. When I think like, I don't know if it was that no. way at all, but in her confession, Rachel would tell police officers that in a recent trip to Myrtle Beach that Sheila and Skylar had gone on, they had just fought the entire time. So that was when Sheila came home and told Rachel they were done with her. Just to, like, get her out of the picture? Yeah, but I don't know why you wouldn't just, just not be friends with her anymore. Break up friends, yeah. Yeah. You're like, we don't want to be friends with you. Yeah, and then it's done. That happens in teen circles. That's fine. I know. Part ways. There is also, though, the simple murder, the simple motive for murder, as Rachel so eloquently put it, they just didn't like her and they didn't want to be friends with her anymore. It's so irrational. And I guess maybe it makes sense to teens. Like, into the, I guess to the, your brain's not totally developed. But, like, I mean, Rachel was an older teen at that point. So it's like, it's like the audacity of just being like we didn't like her and we didn't want to be friends with her and we thought we could get away with murder yeah so in the end the girls were tried as adults rachel took a plea deal pleading guilty to second degree murder which is unplanned intentional killing so you knew you were going to count to three you planned it so that's premeditation yeah but i guess like with the plea the plea deal it's like you get a lesser charge but it's also like no she fucking planned it so i feel like yeah we should have gotten a plea deal with first degree murder in lesser years i don't know uh yeah who am i to judge it doesn't matter in court rachel was a total emotional wreck um in fact she was so emotionally traumatized by this entire thing that they moved her trial for a year for her to kind of get control of herself to stand trial yeah yeah <laughs> she apologized to the nieces and dave niece skylar's father got up and basically told her to take her apology and shove it which good good yeah she can um it means absolutely nothing um she is currently serving a 30-year sentence and is eligible for parole after just 10 years Oh, she only, so she only has to do 10? Well, listen to this. This is what's wild to me. I was talking to Sasha about this. But, like, I don't understand why these boys that we've been talking about, life in prison, throw away the key, which I believe they should have. I believe yeah. they should have. But I also believe these bitches deserve it, like, too. Yeah. Equality. Yeah. <laughs> Murder's murder. How come they get the chance to get out when it's almost the same killing as what happened in, like, the other cases? Nope. Especially Sheila, who has had no remorse. Sheila never, like, confessed or anything. No remorse at all to killing Skylar, who was her best friend initially. Yeah. They're in second grade. I know. Like, that just blows my mind. Anyways, so since being incarcerated, Sheila Eddie has, or not Sheila, excuse me, 
Rachel um, Shove has gotten married to Amy Cobb, um, who had been imprisoned for credit card fraud at one point. Oh, she. So she's married she's like to Amy. Oh, geez. Just like met her in prison? Yeah, I yeah. guess. So Sheila, on the other hand, was charged with kidnapping, conspiracy to commit murder, and first-degree murder, which is the planned intentional murder. So good, because yeah. remember, Rachel, no. Um, she pled not guilty. <laughs> what? <laughs> just, just like throwing it out there to see if it sticks? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't me. I didn't do it, I swear. Anyways, at first, Sheila's name wasn't reported, as I said earlier, mm-hmm, to the authorities. She's juvenile. juvenile. But then they decided they'd charge her as an adult as well. She has never shown any sign of remorse at all. The only time that she showed even a smidgen close to emotion was when they talked about how long she was going to be in prison for. Yeah, she's sad for herself. Sick. Yeah, sucks to suck. Um, or she had to fix her hair and makeup in court. She didn't <sighs> think it was right. Oh. I have been surprised, too. And I'm like, can you... Get your hair and makeup done in prison before you. Well, yeah, you can get anything done in prison, but like before you, really? you um, before you go to trial, you're allowed to have your attorney like come and visit you, and then I guess you could just get ready. Well, look at their most recent mugshot. Like it looks like Sheila's got like, but I don't know that that'd be like before mugshot. That'd be before trial. I know. Like look at Sheila's hair and her makeup. Like she's got like li- oh like, she has like ringlet curl like curl yeah. curls, and they both have their makeup on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's so scary that that looks like it could be like their class photo. And then you're like, oh, they're in a jumpsuit. Yeah. Oh, they're in jail. Oh, yeah. for murdering their friend. And they because they look like just teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, Sheila's trial started in January of 2014. Um, with the threat of facing further charges, she finally pleaded guilty um, to, the, to the charge of first degree murder. Um, she will be eligible for parole in just 15 years. Oh, geez. Really light sentences yeah, here. Both. Yeah. Yep. It's really wild to me, especially when you think of a lot of people have said to me, especially recently concerning the Vince Lee case that I talked mm-hmm. on my TikTok about, right? And like, oh, well, that's Canada for you. You know, like their justice system. Because it's super but, light. Yeah. yeah. But then you look at this and these girls didn't get anything either. Yeah. Next to nothing. Yeah. For taking someone's life. Yeah. And one of them has the no remorse. Is, if it were a man, if it were an adult man mm-hmm. that had perpetrated the crime and then if he was of color as well it would be like lock oh. them up and throw away the key yeah but because they're teen girls and i mean i understand like if people are remorseful and if they're willing to do programs and everything else i understand that and rachel seems to be the one in this situation that wants to try to like better herself mm-hmm. but still to that point like it's like i don't know it's just crazy to me that like with the cases of the boys that we looked at that it was like you know good luck yep don't got, care at done. all but with these girls it's like um, so both of them are actually in the same prison. Really? Lack and correctional center. Oh, I Isn't wonder it? if they're in the same unit, if that's allowed or not allowed, because if, if you were to ever appeal anything or go through trial or anything, like, are they allowed to be, I don't they know. They weren't tried together. So I know. I'm like, are they still cases. friends in prison? Seems like they went an awful lot to be besties and then they're not friends. That's like really insane that that was their motive i know and then and then they're not like yeah i mean not that that should matter but like that's just insane that that was their rationale yeah and i don't believe amy cobb's in prison anymore so i wonder how she feels about her wife being in jail with yeah yeah i don't know interesting to me but anyways so the nieces after this whole event they sued the girls and their mothers but settled out of court with their legal team 
It's reported that they were estimated to have settled for about $5 million. Seems like a lot of money. However, they'll most likely never see it. Mm -hmm. Um, The good news is, though, that if the girls ever try to profit off of Skylar's murder, that will go directly into the niece's pockets. Good. Yes. Especially since I want to go brag about it. Like, yes. And Sheila's family has already been in talks to sell her story. So it's good to know that they will get the money for that. You know, Mm -hmm. um, Skylar's dream was to be a criminal lawyer. Um, the, the, the nieces are kind of almost carrying that on, um, with her legacy. So Skylar's law, um, basically modified West Virginia's Amber alert system. Good, because like she wasn't reported missing. No, like because she willingly went, went into the, the vehicle. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't mean she wasn't harmed. Obviously, um, so this uh, made amendments to the Amber Alert with a plan to issue immediate public announcements when any child is reported missing and in danger, regardless of whether that child is believed to have been kidnapped. So that's that's better. Yeah, yeah a lot better, especially after their debacle with the police. Um, they have turned the place where Skylar was found into a beautiful memorial that you can visit. Oh. Yeah. And um, I just kind of wanted to end on a quote from Dave Neese, um, what he told 2020 about the memorial. He said, something horrible happened here, but I wanted to take a horrible thing that happened here and try to turn it into something good, a place that people can come and remember Skylar and remember the good little girl she was and not the little beast they treated her like. Yeah. 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 that's like gut wrenching from the father oh yeah and like too you think about him in court and everything like he has been like i swear if he could get his hands on sheila eddie he would wring her <laughs> neck and i won't blame him yeah like yeah that poor man has been through the ringer and so has mary and to think that that was their only child too mm-hmm. i just can't even imagine it's so tough yeah yeah the families that go through trial and then if, like god forbid like appeals and all of the like the process it takes mm-hmm. so long and that just to have it drag out for your family that's so, so sad oh yeah yeah so for this case with like um our call to action i kind of wanted to um just put down the resources that we put down for i believe it was the aiden fucci um all of those boys oh, yeah. that episode so i'll just put them down in the description for you um if you're watching the youtube channel um just to have that there, um, their mentorship programs um, for teens, as well as, I believe, mentorship programs for families and teens to do together if you would like to talk to your teen about some of this. Honestly, I don't. This is one of those cases where it's like there's literally nothing that could have been done. There's no way anyone could have seen this coming. No, like, no. Absolutely shocking. Right. So, um, like, honestly, I just think open dialogue with your teen as a parent is kind of all you can do. But even with that, children have free will. So it's very very hard yeah so and you think about teens sneaking out i really wouldn't think anything more than like they're probably smoking and when you're a teen you think it's not gonna happen to me any Mm -hmm. like even if it weren't like this like sneaking out can just lead to all kinds of dangerous things yeah so it's like yeah yeah, oh it wouldn't happen to me Mm -hmm. but yeah and yeah you saw too like oftentimes people it's like control your children but they get to a certain age and you look at even rena's story and it was like you can try but like, you know, so I just think having that open dialogue, maybe that will be helpful, but I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. Yeah. So what did you think of the bootleg wine? Um, I did like this wine. Yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah. yeah me um, too. I think I would have this one again. Yeah. yeah. You drank a lot less than me. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> we went from finishing um, bottles and episodes. <laughs> um, what's happening is I'm not as thirsty today. Oh. <laughs> no, it was good. I liked it, though. 
Awesome. Awesome. I liked it as well. I would definitely buy it again. So it was like, what? Yeah. what? It's so interesting. The, um, the bottle as I'm like trying to reach around and look, I just I pick it up. Um, I'm pretty sure that this looks like it's like cuttings, um, from vi- like from a vine. No, I mean like the bran- little branches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> grapevine. Oh, so they like stole the they, grapes. And that's like a, like what happens sometimes, um, how you make wine is you like take great, good grapes mm-hmm. and you make babies, um, by, transplanting vines and stuff at the winery, whatever. Um, and so for a while, sometimes that was like prohibited or like you, if you wanted to bring great grape vines from like Italy, oh. like they'd bootleg them. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I wonder what the history or why this is called bootleg. Can't. You were supposed to do now. the, you, this was supposed Sorry. to be your research. research? I researched this. So you Help were supposed out. to do that. This bootleg. <laughs> um, but there's like all this wine stuff in this briefcase on the bottle. And I think those little branches are the cuttings. This was great detective work. <laughs> great. <laughs> okay, now you know. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, with that beautiful note, catch you next week. Yeah. Make sure you like, rate, rescri- subscribe, do all the fun things so you don't miss an episode. Until next week. Cheers. Cheers. Ahura Media Production. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.